everyone! I'm Alyssa Trong, and this is the Palette of Possibilities podcast. I started POP to embrace diversity and explore new things. We aim to spread awareness of hidden topics and dive deep past the surface into the details we might not think about often. I'm a teen, student, and an aspiring entrepreneur, but we welcome anyone to listen in on the casual conversations about life, journeys, and meaningful stories with me or a new guest. If you resonate with any of our episodes, Pop would love it if you continue to share and support. Now let's explore the wonders of what curiosity can do. Hey, hey, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about being yourself. And I chose this topic because... Being yourself seems something that's so easy to do. You grow up and you're naturally yourself, right? Like nothing exactly changes unless you want it to. But sometimes when we think about revealing or releasing our inner thoughts or the actions that we want to take and sometimes we hold back in what we actually want to do i feel like that's a part of what makes us not be ourselves and so this is a very complicated topic as in i mean everyone is their own person they have their own personality but sometimes we might notice that we make changes when there's other people around or maybe when there's other outside influences that were not mentioned in this episode but the main point is that sometimes being yourself is just nothing like looking at yourself in the mirror you see a reflection but it's way deeper than the surface there's so much going on There are many reasons to why you might act a certain way, why you might say certain things. And just think about this right now. If you were with your parents, if you were with a stranger, or if you were with a friend, would you be a different version of yourself in front of any one of those people? You see, we are still one person. Each person is one person and their own. But these different versions are something that we just can't cover in one episode and and i had my friend sreshta who joined us today and we're just gonna talk about what it's like to be ourselves and some more details and parts of this topic that i found might have been interesting or maybe we're just something that would be great to discuss and maybe you guys can think about it too And, and before we get started, remember to check out Sreshta and her bio on the podcast episode and look out for updates from her. Let's get started. Hi, Sreshta. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? Hi, Alyssa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm also doing good. Would you like to introduce yourself for the listeners and the watchers out there? Sure. So I'm Sreshta. I'm I live in India and I'm a rising sophomore. Sorry, rising junior. And um, so I have I actually met Alyssa through Wit, and um, that's like uh, some like promotes entrepreneurship for teens. So I started my own business, which was called Prisons Fight COVID nineteen, and I'm actually pivoting and starting my own podcast. Um, so I'll. I might talk a bit more about it later, so we'll see how that goes. Yes, we will. 
And basically through this WIT community, which we mentioned in previous podcast episodes. So if you want to listen to them, maybe you can hear more about what WIT is to me and what we kind of do in it. But we basically met online. We met through messages in the Slack channels. So we didn't actually see each other's faces at all before we became friends. But we kind of see each other in hangouts. And hangouts are places where you can um, talk and listen to guests who appear and share their advice and their stories. And that's one big plus that WIT has. So moving on, we are gonna start with rapid fire questions. So first off, what has been your favorite part of summer? So I think my favorite part of summer has definitely been sleeping way more than I would have otherwise. And just getting a lot of Netflix time in because otherwise like with school it's super packed that I can't do either of those things. And I've actually noticed that my schedule has shift, shifted. So I used to sleep at like nine and now it's become like one or two regularly. So I'm not sure if that's good, but that's sort of just what's happened over the last few months. But you know what? That has probably happened to a bunch of people out there because summer is probably known for messing up schedules. But I'm wondering, what do you watch on Netflix? So I was watching Outer Banks the other day, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and just random movies. I've kind of exhausted all of them, but I'm getting there. You know what? When you exhaust, when you exhaust what you have, just find other platforms and watch new things. That's what I do. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the next question. If you could accomplish anything within the next couple of hours, there's no limits, what would it be? So I'd probably say, um, so I actually did a lot of things. So as a child, I, I would like competitively play chess. I competitively swam, I still do. Um, and I also saw the Rubik's Cube competitively. So I'd say um, like I'd reach a certain level and then I'd just stop. So that's why if there's something I could do within the next couple of hours, I think actually complete them and maybe like win something in them and just, you know, get that satisfaction of completing it. Wow, that is so cool. You're such a competitive person in a good way, in a good way, but that's, that's amazing. Okay, so moving on to the next question, what is your favorite genre? So this could be music, in books, movies, whatever you like. So I'm just going to stick with movies because that's what I've been doing for like the last few months and like TV shows. So I'd say um, mystery, like detective sort of stuff, just because it keeps me on my toes and like sometimes I get really bored, but with these types of things, you know, I'm always thinking. So, yeah. It's so exciting. Dang, that sounds nice. Okay. And if you could go to any place in the world, what would be your favorite place to visit? So I'm either like a really, you know, cold person. I mean, sorry, not cold, but like, um, you know, I love either winters or really hot places. So um, thinking, like keeping that in mind, I've visited quite a few like cold places. So I think like just visiting like scenic places now. And I think one place that I'd really love to visit is Italy and, you know, like Sicily, Rome, and it just seems really pretty, like from all the pictures I've seen. It really does. You all see them in the textbooks, but then you look it up and you got all these views. That looks really nice. Okay, now here we're going into the fun questions, the kind of random ones. If you were a school supply, what would it be? 
That's a really good question. If it was a, if I were a school supply, I would probably be a sharpener, um, just because I feel like with the sharpening you always get like fresh beginnings, or you know, there's always like shavings and then you know growing back again. So I think just implementing that or like paralleling it to my life, it would be really cool. So. Wow, you really thought deep into this. For mine, I would want to be tape <laughs> because one, tape holds things together. Two, I just like the stickiness of it. You know, it, it kind of like sticks your best accomplishments or like your photos, like your family photos, your memories or art pieces you made on the wall, or it's just fun to use. But anyways, next question, if you could talk to plants, which one would you talk to? Um, so I, if, I, if I could talk to a plant, it would be the Venus flytrap um, because uh, I've always been fascinated with, you know, how it, not that it kills insects, but the way it works, because compared to like the ordinary flowers or, you know, smaller ones, it's just a different mechanism and it just seems cool for something like a plant. So I just wanted to talk to it and see how it operates and how it feels being different from the rest. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a unique one. And mine is definitely not a unique one. A plant that I'd want to talk to is a weed. So <laughs> I would want to talk to a dandelion specifically because they're, they're in the ground, but then a bunch of kids are always picking it up to like make mm -hmm. a wish, or sometimes it blows away in the wind, all the seeds. And so I want to, I want to, like just know its attitude and ask it about how it feels about being plucked up for wishes because at the same time it's like leaving its home in the grass but then like it's giving other children and people hope as it like flies away and I also want to know the feeling of flying <laughs> there we go okay so now we're done with these questions and then we're going to go into the topic which is all about basically when can you be yourself it's just about this deep topic that you can never finish going through. But anyways, the first question is, can you think of one person who knows everything about you? Okay, so I'd say a lot of people know me well, but in terms of everything, I'd probably say either my cousin or my mom. So I'm pretty open with either, with both of them. So if it comes to anything, I'd usually go to one of them and just sh share what I'm feeling. So it's probably one of them. Nice. You know, I had I found a loophole in this question. So for me, I would say the same thing as you. A lot of people know me, but I would say my parents know me well and yeah. I could also share with them. But the main person who knows everything about me is no one because I don't even know everything about myself. So so like how can other people know everything about me so that's that's how i took this question <laughs> but what do you guys think whoever's watching or listening do you think anyone knows every single thing about you your habits what you like what you do in certain situations how you think there's so much to consider in this okay so moving on when we think about describing ourselves what is what is your true self Jaishta? Okay, so this is kind of a hard question because like you said, I was just thinking about, you know, we don't really know everything about ourselves, but in terms of who I am, I'd say I'm pretty like outgoing and um, like 
an an easygoing. So I'm overall, I'm usually just like happy and trying to, I just take things as they come. And actually something interesting is that I was actually really shy as a child. And I feel like sometimes I can be real, not really, but like, I feel like there's still that introvert or shy child within me. So if I'm in a new place, there's always that initial fear. But I think it's sort of just in the back now, but I, I just get this feeling that it's actually there, even though, you know, I talk to a lot of people and I'm always trying to meet new people. Oh, actually, I have a similar story to you. I was also introverted when I was younger, then I became this, or I like to talk to anyone. But I also feel like there's moments where I'm looking at other people who are out there putting themselves out there. And I don't think that I'm like that much. Yeah, if you get what I mean. Yeah. So I guess for me, I'd say that I'm I just know that I'm a very sensitive person, as in like, um, everyone has a lot of feelings, but I feel like I take things to heart sometimes easier. And um, that's kind of why we're talking about this question a little bit, because it's a really deep, deep topic about being yourself. And so um, I guess the next question would be, what do you think others assume you're like? So you said that you're easygoing and that you're kind of introverted, but you're starting to like get out there more. But what do you think mm-hmm. others see you as? So sort of similar to earlier, but I think a lot of people would describe me as um, extroverted uh, just because of the way I come off. And um, I think I always try helping people. Like, I'm not sure if that's counted, but um, if anyone ever needs anything, I'd, I'll always like offer to help or you know, give support in whatever way I can. So maybe helpful. Helpful. Yep. (laughs) I definitely, I would want to be known to be someone helpful, someone there for people to um, just ask for advice or kind of confide their feelings in. That always makes me feel, I guess you could say special in a way where people are willing to let me know, let me in on their, on their stories or what's going on in their life. And so it makes me feel like, oh, um I'm just a really comfortable person that's a really weird way but yeah Yeah. to be around and I'd say other people would also think I'm extroverted people would think I'm always happy or they'd assume that I've got everything down I've been told that a lot of people think I'm confident and to be honest I think you are are. (laughs) you think I am so I think I give this feeling off where I may seem confident um, in myself because when I do things, I try to go all the way. Like I try my best yeah. to do, but, but inside I'm always having these doubts. I'm always like, I think that, I think that goes for everyone, it does. like whether you're confident or not, but I'm sure like even the most confident of people will have that. So it's right. just always. I just think aside from that though, like the way that people see it I feel like my feelings just get amplified as in I just do things to get it over with and then and then in the end I kind of I don't really reflect on what I do not not much not saying I don't know if that's a bad thing but like I don't know I just feel like I'm really not that confident based on what I used to be um but Anyways, I don't know if that makes sense. Going on to the next question, 
Um, when can you be yourself? So we kind of mentioned this a little bit as in like the people you're around. So Shreshta said her cousin or her mom, and I said my parents. So that one's kind of already answered, but if you guys could answer this question for yourself, when can you be yourself? Because there's sometimes this feeling that you get that, oh, maybe you should hold back. Or maybe um, some of us, we think about code switching or we see, we act differently with, depending on whoever we're around. Um, so specifically on communication, um, I have a question for Sreshta is, with friends and family, what's the difference? Like, are you yourself depending on who or how? This is a hard so, question to get around. Yeah. So friends and family, I think, again, it depends on how close I am to the person or not even that. Like I can know. And I think it's more of how long I've known them. Because if I've known them for like 10 years, it's probably like there's probably a reason unless you're family and you have to. But more friends wise, if I've known them for 10, if I've like if they've stuck with me and I've been their friend for 10 years, it's probably for a reason. So eventually I'll get um, comfortable with them. So I think um, like, can you repeat the question? Sorry, I lost track. <laughs> oh, so um, basically. Are there times that you kind of hold back with friends and family? Oh, like, yeah. So so I think uh, with people I've just met or, you know, distant relatives, I feel like I do have to hold back and, you know, come off a bit different. So I am I would say, like, I'm pretty nice, but I'd be even more nice. I'd be even more respectful. I'd be more formal. Just the sort of things that I feel like, you know, you have to be. Um, I don't know if you have to be, but I just feel like it's required to you know, keep that impression because personally, I know, it, I know it shouldn't matter, but I kind of care about what people think about me, not entirely, but like, I'd feel a bit weird if someone would be like, oh, she's so disrespectful, then I'd kind of feel bad. So that's why um, I feel like that's some like one reason why I'll have to be a bit different around people. No, I totally get that. You know, if someone called me annoying, which people used to always call me that, uh, don't get the wrong idea. There's this thing where um, uh, when I was in elementary, as I mentioned, I used to get bullied in the other podcast episodes. There's a lot of rumors and people who never knew me would just say that I'm annoying and then it would like go spread. But then if my friend, like one of my closest friends would say that I'm annoying, then I might take that to heart and yeah. I might act differently or um, such. But then I would say that with family especially the elders right like you I would try to be more respectful and um I just wanted to mention how a lot of my family here who's been Americanized are like the people who are kind of being I I, I guess you could say a little more open to things around here um I guess I open myself up a little bit more because yeah. they're more accepting but then for the ones that are more traditional for the um relatives like that then I would kind of speak less show less in a way not 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 trying to hold myself back but it naturally happens um so then this kind of leads into what do you show in public like are there specific examples of holding back in public uh I think this is very 
very similar because public might be, you know, people you don't know that well. And, or I'll just take another example. So maybe people at WIT, for instance, like they're not public, but when I first joined, you know, I didn't know them. So I'd be a bit more um, shy, I guess. Like I wouldn't open my, open up that much because I didn't know how exactly to behave around them. But now, you know, I'm super comfortable with them. I can, you know, like Alyssa, I can approach anyone. And I feel like that's something that I've grown to understand. But initially, there's always that fear of like, um, what do you have to do? Like, what's going on? And what's the environment here? And it takes, it always takes some time to adjust. And when you're figuring that out, it's always like a difficult period, I think. Mm -hmm. I get that you know you start always like you could call it shelled you're guarded you put like a wall up in front of you and then it slowly starts to like fall down yeah yeah okay for me my example would be in public it's just the it's the simple things like you don't want to be too loud to disrupt someone maybe while they're eating dinner or you just I wanted to mention languages so sometimes you talk your native language in front of someone and then your friends are around you um but one way that this is disrespectful or this could be disrespectful is like if another one of your friends if you're sitting at a class table and you had four kids in one table including you and one of the kids could speak your native language while the other two don't have any idea what's going on if you speak your language to that one person the whole class time and you just leave your other two table mates who are always staring at you because like you guys are at the same table and they have no idea what's going on then that's disrespectful so that's that's yeah. my example as in like it doesn't make sense to use it there like it's okay if if everyone else is okay with it but you'd have to ask about that um and then another example of how it's okay in my opinion is that if you go to the market and no one's really paying attention to you you know it's just for fun and then it's just with your family if you speak in your own native language and other people speak in their native language it's it should just be fine like it's not really a big deal yeah um, and then I wanted to mention communicating online is there like something that people hold back on when they talk like by text or messages or calling yeah so I think that's I mean some people it's not there but I think like general public or like people maybe our age most of the teens or there are also people that are you know completely different but just speaking for like I think you as well and me uh there's always this because we know what happens online like we've heard so many stories and we know that sometimes it can be really dangerous so you sort of need to understand the line uh like you know what to say what you can say and what you can't say like people swear for fun like they're not it might some people like if you know the person they're not going to take it seriously but say it's on like a post and um you know you just commented something and you're swearing there it could get like higher like higher intensity and people could take it to heart right. so stuff like that it just depends on who you're talking to and you never know like there was this there are always these cases like in india at least um the other like a while back uh they there were these uh, group, sorry, these group of um, teenage boys uh, and they were, they would like um, judge girls and they'd like rate them sort of. I, I don't remember precisely what it was, but there was like this group chat where all of them, they would like add people to it and they'd like send pictures of girls and 
they you know comment on their bodies or whatever so I think that um and that chat got released so one of the girls they released the chat so you never know what's gonna happen really because you don't if, especially if it's a group chat you don't know everyone that's on there like it could be someone entirely different and you don't know the person so it's just that you have to you know stay within your limits or be safe because you never know what can happen right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I definitely would also agree that you'd have to be careful with your wording and what you put out there. So even the pictures you take, you know, you don't want to be doing something so inappropriate that if it ever does get released, then you're in trouble. So yeah. that is definitely something big about communicating online. And then, I mean, you do see how the way that you communicate with certain people, I mean, if, again, like Serge just said, it's okay if they they understand what you get and it's just for joking and for fun. But even so, the way that you get an idea off, it's just so complicated when it's online because you never know the exact message someone is trying to get because if they're trying to be sarcastic versus they're actually saying the truth, you might not know when it's just words on a screen. So that's that's a trouble that I've been kind of seeing around there. But moving on, speaking of online, I guess let's talk a little bit about what we think about people revealing things on certain posts in Instagram. So other than chats and actually communicating, like mm -hmm. there's posts where I noticed that some people might Photoshop, but then, but then that Photoshop makes that person look really good. And then others kind of compare and then they downgrade them. So what do you think about this? So I think it's how you look at it, because like when I see those, I just, you know, ignore them because we both know it's photoshopped. Like there's no one that can be that perfect. So it's just how you take it, because coming onto social media, you should know that they're going to be all these where people are going to tell you they're like they're not actually like that in real life. And you never know because it's behind a screen. So it's just you have to be aware that it's not real. Like anything you see is most probably fake. Like, of course, there are people who, you know, it's completely normal, but there are, are also, um, you know, the other cases where people would Photoshop and it, it's not worth um, wasting time over and like thinking about because at, at the end of the day, you're you and they're them and that's what they want to do. And maybe they do it for a living and that's how they gain popularity. So it's really their decision and how you want to look at it and see if you want to be affected by it and, you know, go downhill from there, but preferably take it well and just ignore it or know that, or maybe just laugh at them for, oh. it's just up to you, like how you want to take it. Yeah. So if you know that there's so many things out there that are just it edited, especially on the online world, there really isn't such of a reason to feel insecure about yourself because mm -hmm. you, you might not everyone thinks about this, but you probably have by now that maybe those people who are changing the way they look are insecure about themselves and that's why they're doing it. Yeah. So everyone has their reasons and online is not some is totally different from in person. So you can't just um, meet someone online and then say all the good attributes, but then miss everything else. Mm -hmm. If you get that. Okay, so moving on. Um, do you act differently for attention or praise or how do you show what are, let me rephrase this question, kind of, or just restart this question. Do you act differently when people compliment you? So like after I know they complimented me, would I change? 
Right. Or would you keep showing what they like? Okay. So if I did something and people complimented me, it's not like I did it for the compliment, but if they, cause it might just, I just might not know that I'm going to get a compliment. I think that's what you're referring to right now. But, um, I think if I'm getting a compliment, I either, I probably worked hard for it. Like not, I worked hard for the compliment, but I worked hard to get there. And then people complimented me. So that's something I, you know, appreciate and then move on because I know the compliment's not going to last. Like it'll give me satisfaction, but I still need to work hard and for my own satisfaction. So at the end of the day, if they complimented me and I don't like it, say, um, that change that I made, maybe I don't like how I got the compliment or what, for whatever reason, whatever it was, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't change. But if I did it on purpose or say, I like that change and they complimented me, I just, you know, go with like double the energy, I guess. Right. You kind of, you're, you just like your energy or your self-esteem got boosted. Yeah. And you just want to keep continuing. I also, that is also, that is a really big point and important message is that if, if, if you change and someone else likes it, but you don't, then go with your guts, right? What, what is, what are your practices? So that's a really big thing that you brought up there. I really like that. Okay. And then I guess if you don't have something like, Actually, no, I'll give examples of what I saw. So when I was in elementary, there were Takis or like chips that all of a sudden became a trend, a trend in my school. And then people would eat them and I never, like, I didn't know what they were. Um, and then people would say, eat them. They're, they're going to make you cool. Uh, so I tried one and then that's it. <laughs> so I didn't like keep eating it or anything because I didn't see all the craze in it. Or for example, uh, I'll just mention this, but don't judge me, everybody. <laughs> but um, there's like BTS, right? <laughs> and K-pop. And I had no idea that existed until like seventh grade when I kept seeing the BTS logo pop up. And then I would ask, what's that? What's that? Um, and then I know there's a bunch of K-pop fans out there and then other people who enjoy other music. And so I'm part of the second, the latter group where um, I just like listening to any music, like mostly pop, things like that. But yeah. like, I didn't pick up on it. I just, I see it around, but I didn't pick up on it because I'm just doing what I like. So that's, those are kind of my examples of when I see something out there, but you know, you don't necessarily have to follow along with it. And um, I wanted to mention humor because a lot of people had different senses of humor. And Sreshda, did you have an example of like, what's going on here? so humor uh so personally the humor I like I mean I know it's not you know people might have different opinions about this but I feel like sarcasm um just because if it's good like unless they mean it you're not gonna know but I just take it you know with that you know I just take it lightheartedly and know that they're they they're not they don't mean any of it and if they do well but for them, like, I mean, it's not going to affect me. Mm -hmm. So the sarcasm, I just find it really funny because um, like the way, I, I don't know how to explain it, but if you under, if you understand the humor and sarcasm, it's like really funny. Right. And I, I just have no idea how to answer or like to reply to this <laughs> because for me, I have no idea um, whenever someone's being sarcastic 
sarcastic. It's like, really hard online. Hard. Like I've seen that because like maybe I'd be, you know, sarcastic and maybe a bit rude. Like sometimes sarcasm comes off a bit rude, right? And then, I mean, people have just gotten used to and know that I'm being sarcastic, but there's also chances that they're going to think I'm being mean. So you never know. And sometimes you'd be like, oh, that I was just joking or like, I didn't actually mean that. So there's a lot of explanations to do um, online. And then coming from my side. So my point of view is I see people being sarcastic and then people even have conversations of sarcasm. Like they're going yeah. back and forth and I see them shooting, shooting each other like that. And then there's just me kind of going like, what are they talking about? Or is this real or is this fake? Because they, they both get the idea and then I don't. Um, but you know what? Uh, I kind of just stay out of that a bit. Like people don't really talk sarcastically too much to me personally. Yeah. So I guess if I was to say, if I had humor, a sense of humor, I don't even know. Because like, I'm wondering, do you think you're funny? That's a weird question. But do you think you're funny? Um, <laughs> that is a weird question. <laughs> I find myself funny. Like there are times that I'll make a joke and people will just be like, uh, that's not funny. I'm like, I think it's very funny. So I don't know if people find me funny, but like, I, I'm like my own self. Yeah, good okay. job for owning it. <laughs> yeah wit tip everyone yes yes it is and for me let's see I would not call myself funny just because I don't understand sarcasm and I don't really understand jokes I don't I don't know I don't understand a lot I get that I get the not understanding jokes part like on Instagram for scrolling and yeah. I'll just like stare at a meme or something and just blank out like I won't know what's happening exactly so I'd say that some people think I'm funny because of the questions they ask so if I was I just remember one day I was running a mile with my friend and I asked what how do you like to eat cream cheese I was like what do you do so so sometimes I just ask questions and then people laugh because it's random I guess that's that's what I do but you um, don't know you're funny you're still funny I guess oh thanks (laughs) okay so kind of like along with the trends from earlier I wanted to ask when people laugh for no reason or cry but you don't know why do you still laugh or cry long um no like I'm just being completely honest I don't like especially if they're crying I won't cry like maybe I try helping them out but if I don't get why they're crying if if it's for something that I just don't understand like I, I don't understand why they would cry like, I'll, you know, I obviously think that I like what's happening, but I try being as supportive as I can and laughing. Um, I'd probably laugh initially because sometimes I, ca- I guess this kind of links to the previous what we were just talking about. But if someone laughs at a joke and you don't get it, but you still laugh because otherwise you're going to have to ask them and be like, um, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> so you might as well just laugh along. So in those cases, yeah, I'd laugh, but otherwise, if they're just like joking and I just don't want to, I won't. So it kind of just depends on the situation and who the other person is. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So like things for like crying and laughing, I feel like um, if you follow along and you also laugh or you also cry, it doesn't really change who you are because sometimes it's just the influence yeah. in the moment. So I would say that you guys don't really have to worry about it if you guys feel like Mm -hmm. oh I'm changing myself for that reason because it just depends like for me I also don't really cry when I see others cry or when I okay this is weird when when people laugh 
like a lot a lot like they're like rolling on the floor laughing then i'll laugh um so there's like a point yeah. where i start laughing. sometimes sometimes when people are laughing you just feel like laughing like yeah you just don't get it but everyone around you around you is laughing so you just laugh like you don't know the joke but it's just funny mm-hmm. okay now moving on what makes a friend a friend okay deep questions. so i feel like like just being from my experiences a friend would be someone that you know, I can vibe with, I guess, and like, just get along with them really well. And when we're talking, there won't be much, I mean, of course, there are friends who are just like, sometimes it's awkward. But you know, I can just talk to and, you know, go to them for anything. And I feel like this kind of deeper, but someone you can always trust. And like, no matter what, it's kind of cliche as well, but they're always going to be by your side. So it's like this typical example of a friend, like a perfect friend friend, but if they're there, then you know that they're your true friend. But like, otherwise you can have a lot of friends. Like it's just up to you on how, what you want to consider a friend. Like if you had a few conversations with them and you like their personality, they can be your friend. But other people, they take a lot of time to warm up to someone and only if they're close, they refer to them as their friend. So it depends on how you look at the definition of friend. Right. I would say that this definition of friend has really changed for me. In the past, in elementary, I would just call everyone my best friend. And then, and then, and then all of a sudden, um, people would start leaving, people have different interests, people are other friends with other people. And so um, nowadays, I think about a friend versus a close friend versus a best friend versus a true friend. And so when I think about a true friend, it's it's something where if they're willing to accept everything about you, like maybe the way that you talk, maybe the like the way that you dress shouldn't affect how they treat you, right? Like they treat you just like how they want to. So if you can be yourself around them and they can be yourself around you, I feel like that's part of what makes you like true friends is the accepting part of it. And so I also agreed with when Shershda said trust. Okay, so next question is, is there such a thing as being too much of yourself? Um, no, like you can, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. So one, if you mean like owning yourself, like owning your personality no um say you it's just your confidence in yourself and I think that's like some people might think of it as overconfidence but it's always good to believe in yourself and I really like I look up to people who can do that because it's really easy to get influenced by what other people think but in terms of like otherwise like um how much like showing how much showing off how much money you have for example or like how smart you are sometimes like from an outside point of view or like on the receiving end of it it can get like especially if you don't have as much of those you have to be considerate of the other person Mm -hmm. because sometimes they could um feel bad like they might not say it but you should keep in mind that um they might get hurt or like you know maybe they might be thinking that I wish I had that or I'm pretty sure like I wouldn't want to put someone in a position where I'd feel more superior than them. Like I, like I'd make them feel that way. Like I'd make them feel not good enough. And I don't think that that's something I'd want to do. Yeah. I feel like sometimes being 
outwardly and openly egotistical like so much yeah. it would it would just rub off the wrong way and I really I really um just agree with that you you want to be considerate with how you give off an idea so um something that I do <clears throat> is that when people ask me my grades like if they're just a person that I sometimes compares people or they just really want to know and again I even if I know they're good grades or versus bad grades, the person who's asking me, yeah. I won't, I won't share mine. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I feel like even though this is something so small, because sometimes in the classroom, everyone would just be asking, what'd you get? What'd you get? And then everyone answers. Um, but for me, I feel like just taking that one step is like kind of a mature thing to do. Yeah, yeah I'd say that. And so other, other friends of mine also do the same. And I just, I admire people who know that they have it, but then it doesn't necessarily mean that they flaunt it off. So, mm -hmm. so that's what I would say. Um, one, I guess going into this question a little bit more, how much do you really show? So I kind of said that I don't share my grades, but then what do you, or outwardly and spoken? Yes. <laughs> okay, so how much do I show? I would say in terms of like my belongings and stuff like that, I try not showing as much like, you know, I'm not going to change it for anyone else, but it's just what I'm comfortable with. Like there are a few people who like wearing branded stuff and that's totally cool if that's, you know, they can get it. And but it's just that they shouldn't like go around, you know, speaking it like people know. Like if someone's wearing branded clothes, you can see it. And but if they come up to you and be like, "Oh, I just got like this latest thing," and do you see this? It's this. It's like it's not it costs necessary. as much. But right. like it, it just depends on the person receiving it. So I'm just gonna not. I just don't talk about it. Like I'll wear what I wear. I'll you know take what I take. But I won't go around like kind of how you said about grades. And coming to grades, I feel like I don't tell people my grades like willingly but if people ask me depends on the person um yeah I, I do tell them I do tell people sometimes but it's not like I'm gonna go around and be like oh yeah I got this much and how much did you get because um and I won't go and do it to you know even if I know they did better than me or worse than me I just won't do it but if they want to know and you know they told me theirs and it's just like you know and there's no harm in it then obviously I mean I wouldn't mind telling them my grades for instance right because what's the point of putting other people down yeah when when you're trying to bring yourself up or maybe you're not trying to but like maybe it just happens to help you feel better but then if it's like at the expense of someone else's feelings it's not worth it mm -hmm. okay so the next question is is there are there times where you don't mean to hide something but it just unintent you unintentionally hide things or hide yourself. Okay, let me give you an example. So basically, <clears throat> when I met Sreshta, I would message her on Slack and I feel like I'm being myself with her. That's what I feel. But of course, because we're like, she's in India and then I'm in the US, we're like very far and we're doing everything by like the electronics. So when I talk to her, I don't notice if I'm revealing everything about me and I'm not. And I know that we've only known each other for so long. We don't know every single thing about each other. Yeah. So I'm going to say that 
in that way, I'm unintentionally hiding things as in I just haven't revealed them yet or we just don't really know each other. So that's how I saw this question. Do you resonate with any of that? Yeah, exactly. So when you first go to a person, like you're not going to go like spilling facts about yourself and it's not going to be like a rapid fire. Like what, what color, what's your favorite color? And then I'll be like, oh, what's your favorite color? And then, you know, just go on like that. It'll just get a bit repetitive okay I'm saying it wrong. Repetitive. Yeah, yeah repetitive okay I just blanked out there but yeah so it'll it'll just get repetitive and uh you might it might it's it'll probably be better like for your friendship or your relationship or whatever if it just comes up in the situation and you're not forcing it and I think that's better for the long run as well because if you just share everything about yourself at the very beginning like you might at the end you might just not know and there's also that fear of you don't know how long you're no you don't know the other person entirely Mm -hmm. like say when Alyssa so when I would first talk to you right I don't entirely know you but you know I'd be friendly right Mm -hmm. and so it takes time to get to know the person because you never some people like I'm not saying you are I mean like some people are genuinely like they're like not as nice or friendly and sometimes they can be rude and to those or like judgy for instance and if you tell them something they'll go tell someone else like friends so that way you wouldn't want to reveal everything at the very beginning Mm -hmm. so it just like I feel like until I um know the person well or I know them enough to understand their personality I will hold some stuff back like it just happens unconsciously like you said but it happens right right it's like you're you're gradually like building up that trust, right? So yeah. again, you you slowly learn things about each other. And I feel like it's always this element of surprise that makes everything so so mm-hmm. special is that when you're constantly learning about something and learning about yourself at the same time, that's just the process of building friendships. Um so going on, is there something that bothers you as in like something that you wish people knew about the real you okay so about the real me I would say uh, no I mean not not the real me part the if anything bothers me because I mean obviously there are things that bother everyone and I feel like so far everything that's bothered me has been really small and I know people have much bigger things that bother them or worry them or stuff like that. I'm not saying anything about that. I just personally, I haven't come across anything that big yet. And it's always, and I feel like that's also because of the way that um, I take things. I look at things as well. I don't choose to, like say there's drama going on. I don't know, like in my friend group, for instance, I'm not going to go in and get myself involved and then get her and come out. I might as well just stay out of it altogether. So I try to like maintain my distance from all that stuff. And I feel like that's why I've also become stronger, I guess, because if anything comes my way, I'll just like take it. I'll feel like, you know, sad, whatever. I'll deal with it for like maybe a few days or what, however long. And then I'll move on and it sort of just becomes a part of like my past, I guess. Mm-hmm. So right now, like there's nothing specific that bothers me ever. It's always just in that moment, whatever comes up. Wow. You have a very nice story to share. Mine would be some people would see me as a floater or I like to hang out with a bunch of groups. And Mm -hmm. so when I keep switching groups, usually I would start conversations or I would kind of like 
put myself in there a bit because I'm not like I don't have a specific one friend group yeah. when I'm at school and when I talk to people also online it's usually I feel like it's a lot of times it's me who's trying mm -hmm. to like ask someone how they're doing or check in right but I feel like part of me also wishes or would like and appreciate if other people would also check in mm -hmm. and talk to me first and it just feels really special when someone acknowledges me so I think in one of the other episodes I mentioned where I would keep saying hi to someone who didn't know me and then all of a sudden she said hi back to me first one day and that that really made me feel special and so um yeah. I just want others to know that people do feel overwhelmed people kind of like they're not always social or always out there they also like sometimes you want that feeling where yeah others are thinking about you um in a way so I guess that's a little bit of my sensitive side um but it's it's just something that kind of comes with floating and friend groups which is something we could talk about in the future yeah. but going on to the next thing I guess what part of what part makes us who we are and then we okay this should be reworded basically um some of us have passion sometimes are still sometimes we are still trying to find our what we are passionate about and Trishta yeah. here she has stuck with something for a while and it's called prisons fight COVID-19 it's on Instagram you can find it and she could talk more a little bit about it yeah so I guess like that kind of has a story and I feel like that's the reason why I was able to actually stick with it through the pandemic because I honestly didn't think it would last this long so it was more of like you know something that I did um as a very like at the beginning because I didn't know how long it was gonna last but prisons fight COVID-19 basically it started off like um I was actually like I read the newspaper a bit and I think at one point, like, I mean, there are a bunch of articles on like, you know, prison, I mean, people going to jail for smaller things. But I think at one point during COVID itself, there were like the condition of prisons, um, like the conditions they were in. And I just saw an article and that really like caught my eye because I knew I could do something about that, like not too much, but I could definitely help them out. So I like I, at the beginning when this wasn't that known or like you couldn't, there was like a lot of demand for it and maybe like lesser supply. So I would um, donate masks and hand sanitizers to prisons in India. And I feel like I couldn't go in person, but I would have loved to go in person. So, but I still got the delivery done and stuff. So it was really nice to see um, the impact that I made. And now obviously that this can't be long-term like sure I, I can support the prisons in the future but I feel like it's sort of hard to organize so like as a side thing or like as a pivot um I mentioned at the very beginning but I want to start my own podcast and so what that is going to be about is more like silver linings from experiences and I'll probably talk to teens and maybe people that people can relate to and I feel like it would all just be about um, knowing that there's always something good that comes out of even like a bad experience. And uh, I was talking to someone, they were like, uh, you know, a sunrise after a sunset or like rainbows after rain. And there's always this positive thing after something that doesn't go too well. So just bringing that across and like spreading positivity, I was, oh, it all can obviously go to like 
you know, any anything, but just to narrow it down, that was something that I will get started soon. Right. And I just think that's so admirable of you, or I admire you because you're putting yourself out there because you care about these causes. So whether it be with podcasts or supporting and caring for those people in prisons, like some people might not always some, some people might not always think about people in prisons, but then you yeah. do, and it was important to you, and it's really, it's really incredible how you put yourself out there, and you still, like, decided to carry through with your plans, and that's what anyone can do, really. If you feel passionate about something, and maybe not necessarily everyone supports it, or they think about it often, if you really do, then just go for it, and then see what happens. So, do we have any last words? Um, <laughs> not much, but <laughs> I just want to say uh, it was just more of like me and Alyssa talking, but I feel like if you were actually listening, there were a few things that you could actually take away about like, you know, how like being yourself, friends, and just anything that, you know, could help you just you know, understanding that maybe you're not alone and a lot of people go through it with you, like me and Alyssa shared our experiences, but there are a lot more other people out there going through the same thing. Right. And then if I was to share a takeaway from what we talked about, I'd say that a bunch of people can compliment you. A bunch of people could criticize you, but there's, but so what? You know, it kind of comes and then it goes and then you just move on because you're just being yourself. So when you ground yourself, when you're strong, it's important to kind of just stay confident in what you can do and who you are. And so if people like the change, but you don't like it, again, just it's fine to say no. There's mm -hmm. always that option. And so you can say yes, you can say no, there's always a choice. Everything is a choice in life. You choose to go to school, you choose to take breaks and so on. So I also wanted to mention that with true friends, again, if, if they accept you for who you are and who you want to be, what makes you feel that you're at your best, then the, those are the ones that you wanna keep. Those are my last words. So I hope you guys took away a lot from our conversation and we'll see you next time on the next episode thank you bye thank you again so much for joining us today and listening to what we had to say did you connect with anything or find something cool and interesting let us know even better, if you know someone who might appreciate an episode, Pop would love it if you could share it. With each new episode, my goal is to reach out to all kinds of curious listeners out there and bring light to certain topics and stories that deserve to know they are important, just like you. If you have feedback, questions, or anything to share with Pop, feel free to send your thoughts your way through Instagram, text, email, reviews, and don't forget, the feedback form. Everything counts and is deeply appreciated as pop grows to its fullest potential. Stay curious! <laughs>